About 2,000 years ago, a carpenter asked a fisherman to follow him and be a disciple. About two years ago, the same carpenter asked a musician and a photographer to follow him and be a missionary. Christian and Chelsea Walpole are now full-time ministry uh, missionaries, and they are doing it with their daughter, Jenny. And if you don't recognize the name of Chelsea Walpole, you may recognize her when you see her because she has been a part of our Chapel Roswell band. She shared her vocals with us before she became a missionary. And I'm really excited to tell you that we are going to get to hear her story today and Christian's and Jenny's story through the wonderful power and technology of Zoom. I interviewed the Walpoles earlier this week, and the whole interview is about 55 minutes. So sit tight. We're going to be here for a bit. I'm just kidding. Thank you. Thank you to the um, editing genius of Tyler. He has edited this interview down for us so that you may hear the heart and the message of the Walpoles today. This is our B-series pop-up message of Be On Mission. The time difference between the Walpoles is about seven hours. And so right now, as we are thinking about our lunch, they have already probably have dinner, and they are probably somewhere in the throes of a nighttime routine with a one-year-old. And so before we hear that sacred conversation, I invite you to see and read these words from Mark 1. As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their net and followed him. As he went a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in the boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Just in case a few people don't know who you all are and don't know what you're doing or where you are. I mean, you could be in Roswell right now, you know, you could be in Fulton County for all we know. So if you don't mind, just for production and for worship sakes, tell us who you are and tell us as much as you can about where you are. Well, we are Christian and Chelsea Walpole. Um, we're both from Atlanta and Midwest area. Um, we've been married for about th- two years now. Two years. <laughs> we have a, a one and three month old daughter um, who's very active and crazy. And we are serving in North Africa right now um, uh, with a Muslim majority people group. Um, and we, yeah, we spend as much time as we can with people throughout the week. Um, we share the gospel as much as we can. Um, and we are in the process of starting a community center with emphasis on teaching English, um, in order to, um, plant ourselves in the community Mm -hmm. and, um, share through those connections we make. Yeah. I think the ultimate goal is to see a locally led movement, um, so that we can take ourselves out of the equation. And so Mm -hmm. our like real hope is just to be able to share with just a few like people of peace 
and to let them just take over and let honestly like the holy spirit just drive everything Mm -hmm. and how long have you been there one year one whole year so you got there in like january ish 2020 yeah and then it feels like the pandemic kind of happened yeah (laughs) it did it really did we kind of got into a little bit of a routine and then corona just smacked us out of it right so what has life been like just you know dealing with the pandemic itself but if you could talk a little bit about what did the pandemic look like and what have you been doing did you have to quarantine in north africa and then Mm -hmm. Not only how did it impact you personally, how did it impact the ministry? Did it change it or is it just steady on? Yeah, I think hearing just from my family and different friends in the States, I think our quarantine looks way different than what your guys' does. At first, everything shut down for a little bit and some people wearing masks here and there, but it didn't really feel like there's a pandemic. Um, and the, the first and main reason why is because when the corona stuff started happening in the states people started freaking out and shutting down um especially like in italy and the uk and all that here we had a flood and we had power outages for almost a whole week and then directly leading out of that into a somewhat of a lockdown and people started getting serious about corona so we were like completely not even hearing anything about corona not thinking about it we were thinking about okay we need to stay inside because it's flooding (laughs) (laughs) here in the city that it never rains and um staying safe and that means so our lockdown started with a flood um and then kind of led into corona so So it didn't feel like corona (laughs) no it it did not have the corona vibe at all we were we were still kind of like trying to figure out if it was real or like what what was even happening um so we had to kind of play catch up and our our country also played catch up for the first um part of march i think it was kind of started in march so yeah and then usually um, there's a lot of summer students that come with a group that's here. And so we were expecting summer students um, and they would help come and share and meet with people. And so we didn't get any of them. There's supposed to be, mm-hmm. I think like 35 people that would have come, um, which it was a real disappointment um, for the other workers here. So I think that is when it started to hit us that, oh, like this is a real virus and this is something that's really going on. Um, but we still, people aren't like inside all the time. I would say like maybe 25 or 30% of the people wear masks. It could be a little bit higher now Mm -hmm. as things are resurging, but places are supposed to be at 50% capacity, but it's, (laughs) it's not really a rule. It's just a suggestion and not, no one really follows it. Yeah. A lot of people don't, don't really take it seriously, um, here. Um, and so that put us in the position kind of in the beginning to like decide how we ourselves were going mm-hmm. to deal with it. And so we kind of followed what the U.S. was doing. So we all quarantined for a good like month or so and did like minimal contact into mm-hmm. the store and things like that. And so it, it was really hard because we were just getting into this culture, trying to understand how to interact with people, just getting little bits of language. And then we weren't really going out at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it kind of stalled the ministry but it did help us to like really dig into our language study. Yeah. Um, and we kept meeting with one of our language teachers for a bit online. Um, and then we switched was, over yeah, and we were meeting up with somebody who we knew was like taking serious precautions with the, the virus and everything. And so I think because of that, our language really grew. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, just focused on yeah, it. Yeah. Our language 
I'm not saying we're incredible, we're but not. I think it's for, <laughs> Arabic is really hard. <laughs> I think we've done really well. So it has to be one of the hardest languages to learn. I mean, it's so different. English. So different. So tell us, I don't know, tell us something in Arabic. I'm trying to think. Um, give us something. Give us an example. The one that sticks with me, we learned Psalm 23 in Arabic. And so it's, so it's like, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that's just... Say that again, Chelsea. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a beautiful language, and there's a lot to it, mm-hmm. but it is, it's hard. Yeah. So well, One thing that I'm amazed by is um, our first language teacher, she like hammered us to be able to read and write. Mm-hmm. So the first like month or two that we were here, we were like writing and reading as much as we could. And so now we can like go around and read signs. We can read menus, we can read basic things, um, which I just think is amazing. I like never yeah. thought I would ever be able to read another alphabet, especially one that is like left to right yeah. and, uh, or right to left. <laughs> and um, so strange looking. And we do have um, some really awesome tools on our phones where we can bring up yeah. like scripture in like the local dialect, mm-hmm. um, which is cool because there's not a translation of the Bible in the local um, language. Because mm-hmm. um, so. for them, spiritual language needs to be like strong. And so to them, it's kind of a disservice for it to be in local language, which makes it hard for me for someone that doesn't know the the spiritual language. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the Bible when it was in Latin, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's been really helpful. I've been kind of really looking forward to that ability, like kind of getting to that point. And so it's not perfect and we can't share like fluidly every time, but um, yeah, as the spirit leads, we are able to, so. Yeah. So as you've been there and you're working this through and you're learning Arabic, and you're hearing scripture like a whole nother language. Is there a scripture that you have heard differently or that now that you have a different context, you relate to differently? I think any story of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, now I can culturally see it. And it's just crazy because, I mean, you read all of these crazy names in the Bible and you hear, oh, like the Nile this and this mountain here and this place here. And you're like, okay, I'm just imagining desert but I don't really know like what but now that we're living in an Arab culture um it really hits me just for every story about Jesus and reading it even also in the Old Testament but just realizing like this was his world granted there's a lot more technology right now but like this like I'm sure his city streets like looked like this and he came from a place like this Mm -hmm. yeah I remember discussing um one of the stories of Jesus with our language teacher about how he wash the disciples feet and we discussed that and she she kind of like shuddered as we were speaking about it and she was like that is just so like wrong and we were like what do you mean she's like you would never touch someone like she was one of the locals saying this like you would never touch someone's feet like that is crazy that he like of his standing would have done that and um so it really put that in context for us too just like here in this culture even today like that is an incredible like act that he washes disciples feet. Is there one, I mean, you mentioned the foot washing. Is there anything else that's just kind of stuck with you or helped maintain you and ground you during this time? Is there another scripture or story? 
Yeah, I think for me, I've been going through the book of Jude. It's only, you know, just the one chapter, but um, I've been using Jackie Hill Perry's book just to go through it and her sessions just to guide through it and just realizing that contending for the faith, like fighting for it and struggling for it um, is really for anyone. Um, and just kind of realizing like, this is our fight, like this is your guys' fight and we're all laboring together and realizing like, it doesn't matter if you have that seminary degree or not. It doesn't matter if you're overseas or not, like we are asked to fight regardless of where we are. And so just really allowing that to move my soul in a way that I don't think ever had um, in Roswell. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about the community center that you went, you know, part of the reason you were there is yeah. to help the community center. So tell us a little bit about that. And you know, in particular, what I want to hear, well, I'll let you tell me about the community center and then I'll ask the next question. Okay. Um, so um, when we first got here, there was a specific timeline for like the starting of the community center. Um, and so because of Corona, that's kind of been, thrown off a little bit and it will hopefully come together um, this year. So that's one of our big goals um, for this year. So we've been doing a lot of groundwork for that. Um, but in the meantime, there's another business that a friend of ours has that works with students and kind of an exchange program. So we've been able to do a lot with them. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I mean, the idea for the community center is um, we have a, an area that nobody's kind of working in right now. Mm -hmm. There's, um, and there's a lot of need for English, especially. Um, and so we've been going into the area and doing a lot of praying and um, connecting with people there. And meeting people that live there, which is great. Mm -hmm. And connecting with students that are already in that area. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the idea is to, to kind of bring people in. Um, and we are gonna be doing like different class things like um little like a resume class yeah um art class art photography yeah. class just like little things to kind of like draw people in and connect with them family nights yeah um and so just kind of be yeah they don't have a lot of community centers here um and so that's kind of like a different um mm -hmm. approach mm -hmm. and so we're excited um for that to keep going the relationships that you are forming right now are only going to continue to feed into that center and enhance the center and make it grow. Mm -hmm. And so we definitely want to keep in our prayers the students that you're already nurturing because they could be part of that um, Native group that takes the reins yeah. um, and control. And so we'll definitely think through and want to pray for all the students if they hear that nut, you know, feel the nudge or hear the spirit mm -hmm. talking to them that this might be something. I have to ask, you know, Chelsea, one of the ways that I got to meet you, I was first introduced to you, maybe some folks in Chapel Roswell, it was your voice. Mm. You're singing. Are you able to sing it all where you are? Are you using that, that beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really able to do gigs um, or lead in a larger congregation like i had the opportunity to in georgia but we have a little house church group that maybe like every other week um i'll lead worship for but it's not really leading we're just all like singing together um but i'm still i mean just able to play on my own um and have been able to sing with jenny and do things like that 
Um, so it's been a special time because it's a different structure of music that I've had before um, in a sense where I'm not playing gigs, I'm not doing it for necessarily an attainable purpose because in my mind it was like, oh, I have this gig or I have you know, something this weekend that I need to prepare for. Now it's more, okay, this is music for the sake of music mm -hmm. and worship. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a really special time to grow in my love for music and then also just grow in my love for worship. But there, there are opportunities that are opening up, yes. especially with these students, because they love to just sing random songs in English. Like we were at an English club just a couple, I think it was just last week. Um, and they, we started singing like- They love Adele. Adele, and just Eilish, random songs. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, Chelsea wasn't there for that one, but I was like, okay, like we need to have these kids over for like singing nights and then maybe start like throwing in some worship songs or something. Yeah. Um, all of it that's awesome you know for you to start your marriage and become you know missionaries and become parents all at once and then to be um people living in a flood who have to live in this new place of theirs born you know behind closed doors together and then you turn around and you have a pandemic i mean you've had a lot happen and mm -hmm. as newlyweds um so I just want to encourage you both, just hear those pastoral words, I hope, um, of encouraging and pouring into one another in your marriage and having date night as much as you can, even if it means putting Jenny down a little bit early, let her play so that you can be together. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything, and of course, this is just between us, this part, uh, is there anything I can do to pray directly just for you? in your marriage, or even if there's something that you're going through individually. Yeah, I think maybe for marriage, just communication. Mm -hmm. I feel like f even though we're in the house a fair amount, just as everyone is with quarantine um, and life, how it is right now, it's strange because there should be more time for like good communication, but sometimes it's just more indirect um, or assumed. And so just, uh, I think for our communication to get better and to be more fruitful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that, that, that happens often too, because like we're trying to have all these priorities and keep them straight and like carry them. I need to be with people. I need to be learning language. I need to be playing with Jenny. And so that us like communicating and talking about our day or doing little things like date night gets put on the back burner often. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, yeah, trying to make that a priority has been difficult, especially coming out of the pandemic and everything here is kind of open. So there's a lot of like, oh, I should be doing this. These are expectations I had for myself to be at this point in ministry, to be doing this. And so, <clears throat> yeah, I think that kind of balancing that and communicating well um, mm -hmm. are definitely things that we are trying to work on. Could use a lot of prayer for. Um, have you been able to connect with any other missionaries? There's just random family and it's been really cool. There's one here, especially that they'll be joining us with the community center project, but they have a little girl that's three months older than Jenny. So it's just really sweet that they mm -hmm. can be friends. They've been growing up together basically yeah. now. <clears throat> so it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. And that there's, um, we've been, one of our goals when we first got here was kind of to, to network and see what the Lord's doing here. Uh -huh. And so um, we've kind of been, 
randomly meeting people through other people um, and connecting to other teams that are working here, other organizations. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's been really neat, really, really neat. And then <clears throat> my best friend who was working in another country, um, him and his wife left at the same time we did and their country is completely closed right now. And so they had to come here because we were here um, and they've been actually working with us for the past like four months now because their country still is closed. And so yeah. that's been um, really neat to have like a old friend. Like I met him when I was like 14, um, just to be <clears throat> here and um, spending time with him. They yeah. live just down the street now actually, so. <laughs> Super unexpected, <laughs> really crazy. Cool. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. So I'm, gonna, I'm acknowledging I'm putting you on the spot. You don't know I was gonna do this, but I would love to have a prayer for you. And I would love if you all one or both of you, however you felt led, even if we don't understand a single word, and even if you say the wrong word on accident, we I would love to hear a prayer in Arabic. I yeah. think that that would just be the coolest. So even if you said like, hello, hello, over and over again, <laughs> we won't know, but it will still be a prayer. So, um, because it's the intent. So if I will start our prayer, and if if you feel led, if you would just have a prayer at the end, that would be fantastic. Cool. All right, she'll pray in Arabic. I'll pray in Indonesian because I've been working on that as well. Yeah, let's just enter into a time of prayer. Hmm. Gracious and holy Lord, we are loved, and it's because you love us. And so we thank you for that. In particular, this day, I thank you for allowing us a moment to be with your son and your daughter. Thank you so much for this time that they have carved out to share with me. And so I ask blessings for the work and for the life and for the marriage and for the ministry and for the mission of Christian and Chelsea, and Jenny. Whatever call that you have placed in their heart, I honor the good work that it has made. And for the next call, whatever it looks like, whatever tomorrow may be, or even the next year may be, I thank you for that. Because I know that Christian and Chelsea will have discernment and wisdom to follow. And so already, I thank you for what you will do. And for baby Jenny, we just thank you so much for that precious life. May she continue to enrich the lives of her parents, but also the entire community around her. May she know that it's because of her and her smile and her spirit that others will be drawn to you. Continue to bless the home of the Walpoles so that all who enter it may know nothing other than peace and grace and forgiveness. And be with their families overseas. May the distance not seem too great, but may they always be connected in their hearts and minds to their children. For all that the community center needs, to open and to grow, we ask for that. 
And we ask that you already put those seeds of wisdom and those seeds of knowledge in people so that your center can grow and expand and reach the masses and be with every student that will be a part of that center and call it the place that their story began in you. And now, Lord, I also ask that you continue to be with an entire universal church and all that call upon you. May we all know that your spirit ties us together so that every ministry, every day that we all call out to you, we can grow as one people. Use us every day so we may be your servant. Amen. Uh, ya Bapak, Engkau luar biasa dan uh, kita di sini untuk uh, meminta kuasa dari kamu. Kita minta um, bahwa Bapak um, dekat dengan kita um, selalu dan uh, memberi Um, ketahuan tentang uh, Injilmu dan uh, kebiasaan untuk uh, berbagi semua um, sama yang tidak tahu um, yang dan sem semua yang uh, terdengar doa ini um, aku minta engkau dekat dengan mereka dan um, beri uh, semua yang uh, mereka perlukan. Dalam nama Yesus, aku uh, berdoa. Amin. Ya Robena, syukran leil kenisa dey. Leil nesdol ala shanalutu. Huma biasalu lena. We damu hem awi. Ahna ayo. Ahna mafsutama hum awi. We ayo. Huma. Huma taibin awi. We inta Robena. Inta il mohem. Inta ahem. Min kolhaga we ahna aywa aizin inta amalhaga kbirhena we waskafik we arfa arfin inta amalhaga hena filnes hena ma hom ma ilnes min mas arshin inta il il robina inta an andak kol sultan we arif kolhaga we zai homa Aizin semat ik we ana arfa inta amal haga mahom we shukran teni leol nesfil chapel Braswell alishen menir hom mrafsh azai ahna hinak ahna hina alishen aywa alatul hina besalu lena we aywa da kweis awi we shukran shukran robina. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I hope that this um, this time and this night serves you well the rest of the night, that you get lots of rest together. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so this much. was really fun and encouraging. Yeah, very encouraging.